You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today, we're taking a look at the adversity we can all encounter during Advent and the biblical foundation for overcoming it. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Pastor Ben Stewart. Have you ever felt so thrilled, so filled with hope and possibility that you hit your knees? Have you ever felt that kind of awe? I remember going to a retreat once years ago in South Texas with some tough men, men who had done some hard things and had lost so much because of it, because of their own choices. And yet we were at this Christian retreat, and let me just say politely, the worship services did not have a high production value. Uh, The music was led by volunteers, had a homespun vibe, kind of country. But there were little kindnesses shown to these men all throughout the week. And then I'll never forget the final night the gospel was preached, the simple message of the grace of Jesus coming to broken and sin-filled people. And I watched this possibility of redemption, of a feeling other than despair, land on some men who had really wrecked so much of their life. And then in that moment, some people came to sing over these men of that possibility of invitation out of the dark to come back home. And then we walked to this little chapel and I watched one after another, big, strong men fall on their knees and they began to weep, some of them loudly. The possibility of redemption was so overwhelming. They had tried to carry the weight of their failure for so long and the possibility of someone coming to love and accept them felt too good to be true, but suddenly it was at hand. And that's the vibe of the Christmas carol, O Holy Night. If you read through the Old Testament, which I know is hard to do at times, you start to feel it, this tale of constant rebellion. People who God came to reveal himself to walk away from him. And God continues to plead with them to soften our hearts, but his cries are unheeded, hearts are hardened, rebellion formed, violence and abuse reigns rampant on the world. And then the consequences come broken families, broken relationships, a broken nation, oppression by foreign power. And you see in the Old Testament, the feeling of rejection from heaven, and they knew they deserved it. We'd been warned and we rebelled. And yet through the prophets, there are these whispers of hope of a day dawning, but then it takes so long and you hear the lament, how long, O Lord, will you forsake us forever? And then, O holy night, The stars are brightly shining. It's the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining until he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious Mourn. Sin flattens us. It steals so much of our humanity. It saps our strengths. Our souls become weary. And then yet a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees and hear the angel voices. O night divine, the night when Christ was born. Uh, Again, Emma Green wrote a fantastic series of articles for The Atlantic back in 2015 about Christmas carols, and I loved her opening to O Holy Night. She writes, 
Knee metaphors are for humans at our humblest. Fall on your knees. Know your smallness in the universe. Sometimes this act of falling is a response to tragedy or cruelty, but sometimes it's awe. And these are the knees of O Holy Night, wondrous, joyous, and yes, a little wobbly. Fall on your knees. Why? Because of a thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. This is not a normal night. It's a time to brace, get close to the ground. It's a night that's divine. It's the physicality that makes O Holy Night so fascinating because the imagery of the song is powerful. The stars brightly shine, a world lay in sin and error pining. It's easy to imagine that dark Bethlehem night and a stunning planetarium sky. And amid all that poetry, what do we do? You lower yourselves, get to the ground, find a bit of stability, and that reaction seems right. It's a posture of openness, because on that night, who could have guessed what's come? She laments further in the article about that humility that seems to be lost in a lot of modern singing, which I tend to agree. And she discusses various dramatically sung versions with massive orchestras that seem to focus on hitting big notes. And there's nothing wrong with with orchestras or big notes, but she laments with some of the modern takes on it, the singers don't seem to be on their knees. They, They make the song less by performing it as more than what it is. A breathless celebration of a world fundamentally changed. And so she commends Sufjan Stevens' quirky, stripped-down version because he sounds vulnerable. And then she politely challenges the reader, stop performance and listen and hear the angel voices. And I got to tell you, that's what I watched change some hardened men to some gracious men. They felt the weight of their sin. And then when they saw their Savior, there was a thrill of hope. And it stopped their mouths, it weakened their knees, and brought tears to their eyes. You really came for me. Hope is possible for me. And friend, that's the thrill of hope we're meant to experience. When we hear the angel voices in Luke chapter 2, Fear not, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He's a king like David and he's a rescuer. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. The king of all kings, the great Davidic king, comes lowly even into a manger. That incites glory to God who's in the highest. And on earth, it brings peace among those in whom he's pleased. It's the contrast that stops our mouths. We are so weak and broken in sin. And yet in the midst of our darkness, the glorious one has come to step into our lowly story and to bring us the possibility of peace. And not just peace, but redemption, welcome, the invitation home. That is so glorious. His glory will meet my depravity and rewrite my story. Friend, I just invite you, let that fall on your knees. It's to the degree that we understand our sin that we will rejoice at his coming. So Christmas invites us to see our brokenness and then in the midst of it, see the light of his beauty dawn. The King of Kings come in a manger for you and me. And when you realize that, you see how holy that night is. And I promise you, there's a thrill that comes with a hope like that. Anything is possible. Chains break, humanity changes. My story opens up wide in possibility because a king has come for me. 
I'm praying you experience that thrill of hope even today as you spend some moments talking with this great and glorious King who's come and for you and invited you home. I'm praying for you. Cheering you on. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast wherever you stream it. You can also subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every Monday.